0: Hello, and welcome to the Origins Podcast, hosted by Ian Pullman and Vicente Enriquez. Hi guys, welcome into the show. Uh, My name is Ian, and I have my co-host with me. Hello, this is Vicente. And uh, we are going to be talking about the origins of beer today. One of my favorite things. I know, we're actually uh, enjoying a, a nice IPA right now while we do this. It only seemed uh, appropriate. Uh, but before we get into the episode, I wanted to uh, preface it by saying that we're going to use the term beer very, very generally in this episode. Um, a lot of the beers, quote-unquote beers, uh, of the ancient world really wouldn't be considered a traditional beer today. It's not really till we get into um, the addition of hops or even the brewing process that the Egyptians, um, uh, created that will really start to get to something that resembles modern beer. Um, I also want to say that beer wasn't consumed cold until the middle ages. Um, and, and, and beer was also an important part of ancient religious festivals as a big cultural part, you know, a big part of religious ceremonies. So I just wanted to, you know, preface uh, this episode with some of that information before we get into it. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and really, really dive into it here. Uh, we're going to start with the earliest known beer, again, quote-unquote beer, um, with our broad definition of beer. The earliest was found by uh, in uh, Israel in 13,000 B.C. by a hunter-gatherer tribe called the Natufian. And uh, they would dig these big, you know, like one-foot holes in, in cave floors. You know, this was obviously during the... Uh, uh you know close to the neolithic period They're living um, in caves right and they were they were living in caves they were moving around hunter gatherer species or hunter gatherer um you know uh uh culture and and they would they would dig these holes in the ground and they would uh you know they would make it they would put in like lentils oats um you know uh, flax seed and uh they would you know put these in, in in these these deep holes in the ground and they would let the wild yeast that's in the air begin the fermentation process and um this beer wasn't really liquid it was like a cereal it was like it was like oatmeal (laughs) i'm I'm already imagining it's like a little broth of like i don't know (laughs) and and it wasn't even that because you think about it like the cave the stone in the cave is porous right yeah so it would absorb liquid this had to be a a thick thick yeah thick porridge
1: cereal big old like like protein drink thing yeah exactly <laughs> and
0: and we're going to get into that later um you know monks in the middle ages drank beer for sustenance you know because of its nutritional value oh, yeah, so yeah. these people these these uh, late paleolithic early neolithic cultures were drinking quote-unquote drinking beer they were more like eating their beer they were getting wasted on cereal I, I feel like they've just figured out that a better way to
1: eat drink those like oats and like grains they're like how do we make get this faster <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> exactly and and again you know it, uh, the air contained wild yeast and it's not until the 1800s you know Louis Pasteur discovers pasteurization so we we go <laughs> you know we go thousands and thousands those of those years, years with people not really knowing what causes fermentation but they know that it gets them drunk in the end right um like doing the math that's 15,000
1: years ago 13,000 yeah. BC to now it's Around fifteen thousand years ago, that's that's that's
0: crazy. I didn't think that was that that, that old, man. I yeah. thought like
1: the Egyptians did it, not like Neolithic
0: people. Yeah, and the Egyptians, you know, they they perfected the process. But you know, the Neolithic, our Neolithic and pa- and late Paleolithic ancestors were were making fermented. You know, they were making alcohol, but I don't think they really knew that they were kind of making alcohol, you know, I guess they knew it gave them a buzz, but they were trying to make food. It yeah, seems yeah. like, you
1: know, some nutrition, but the quick, like pretty much like a beginning smoothie or the earliest. Exactly. Type of smoothie. <laughs> and <laughs> then, <pretty> um, crazy.
0: <laughs> and then our next real mention or our next real, you know, historical evidence of beer is, uh, in a Neolithic village of, uh, Jiahu, China, 7,000 BC. So, I mean, we're talking 6,000 years later. <laughs> yeah. 7,000 BC, and this was, again, quote-unquote a beer, and it was brewed with rice, honey, and fruit. And it was also a little bit thicker, more like a porridge, but again, you know, China and rice are synonymous with each other, so they had a lot of rice there, so they used what they had. They used the grains they had. And um, these uh, these beverages were brewed in these pottery vessels, um, and there's actually been uh, chemical evidence found um, – uh, from from these villages and and uh, pottery shards of this alcohol that they brewed with with uh, rice and honey and fruit.
1: I mean, I, I'm already getting the the kind of this is the second one we're talking about. But I'm already getting the the kind of trend of getting typical things they had like the, the most abundant food they had around and we'll see what happens when we mix them around or stuff like that.
0: And, you know, as we know, w- you know, we brew beer today with grains, with barleys and malts and all kinds of stuff. And, um, you know, these people were doing the same thing. They were using the grains they had on hand, you know, whether it be flax or oats or rice or whatever, but they were just brewing with what they had. Um, and again, you know, I'm sure this was a, obviously they were doing it in pottery vessels, so they were doing Mm. it, you know, intentionally. Uh, but it doesn't seem to be until we get to the Sumerians in ancient Mesopotamia, that we really begin to see a more refined beer brewing process like um the 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 first known use of barley uh, in in beer which is uh, you know a big a big ingredient in beer today and that was found in ancient Mesopotamia um in uh you know uh, lands controlled by the Sumerians and the Sumerians were one of the early Mesopotamian cultures uh they were excellent farmers uh, they innovated a lot of irrigation. So they were making a lot of grain and eventually they had too much grain. They had more <laughs> grain than they could eat. Yeah, they yeah, had more yeah. grain than they could trade. So they were looking for new ways to use this grain.
1: Yeah, that's, that's where innovation comes in, right? You have an abundance of something.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Do do it, right? And um, the process, a lot of historians and scientists alike, you know, they think that the process of brewing was, probably discovered by total accident because the process yeah. <laughs> of making the process of making bread and beer is actually very similar. And we know that they perfected the process oh, of making bread. bread. Yeah. There's just, there's a multitude of possible ways that the historians think they could have stumbled up uh, across this method. But one, one theory is that, you know, someone may have left some bread outside when it rained and it got wet and the wild yeast in the air caused fermentation and, and then react. they came back and then you know, there there was chemistry yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fer- fermentation right yeah um and this this beer that they began that they created um you know that was thicker it was used bread chunks and stuff it it was it was a lot closer to the beers we just talked about than the beer that we're drinking right now um and it's interesting the actual the oldest recorded beer recipe and history is from the Sumerian city of Ur dates to 2050 BC. So we're talking 10,000 years after they were making beer the paleolithic cultures in in someone, caves someone actually wrote it down. <laughs> yeah, 2050 BC and uh the scribe who wrote the document he actually he actually wrote a little blurb at the bottom um his and it says ur Amah. so that was the man receiving the beer. The scribe, er Ama acknowledges receiving from his brewer Alulu, which was the name of the brewer, five Silla, which is about four and a half liters. So five Silla of the best beer. And and again, using this beer beer term very loosely. <laughs> um sounds
1: like a receipt, dude. E-
0: exactly. And so <laughs> so he got this he got this beer he got this beer recipe and uh he wrote who he was receiving the beer from and the beer recipe yeah. from. Um, so, so this shows us in 2050 BC, there were actual brewers, you know, I, I would assume home brewers, right?
1: So like, this is civilization at its best when they're making beers <laughs> at
0: home. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and home brewing was kind of, I think the beginning, the beginnings of, of beer, you know, there wasn't massive breweries in, in these towns. These were people at home. Like, if you know how to make it, go for it, right? Like, and like, you get your neighbor to come over, you get, like
1: yeah that's crazy that's that's pretty interesting
0: uh there's actually it's really interesting uh there's a lot of pictographic depictions of sumerians drinking beers through like reed straws or ladles um you know so so (laughs) drinking goes all the way back to the beginning of of human existence this is like
1: i think this is the beginning of like figuring out like hey we could party with this and we could get together and i don't know the cuz the the other two before it seemed like they were mixing whatever they had like i said whatever they had around to make it you know like a smoothie for themselves or something but i think the the, the sumers or over we in sumeria they figured out that we could like hey this is some different type of drink that does something different that it's uh, like i don't know it's 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 pretty crazy
0: i like it, it. it it's interesting it really is because you know again like we had talked about i think our early like uh, paleolithic ancestors back there in Israel in 13,000 BC, they were making food to consume. They were making nutritious food. And it just so happened, I guess that it was also alcohol. They left yeah. it to ferment. Um, you know, I really, it, we really see in China and then, and really, really here in Sumeria, uh, Sumeria, um, and Sumer, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, Sumeria, sorry. Sumerians. And, <laughs> the, the Sumerians. Yeah. They, they really began in earnest, um, in fact, beer is mentioned in the famous uh, Epic of Gilgamesh. Oh, I know that one. The creation story. You know, I'm, I'm sure we've all, history buffs have all heard that one. Um, and there's also a beer recipe <laughs> in a poem to the goddess Ninkasi. So these uh, these ancient Mesopotamian peoples were, were making beer and they were writing about them in their religious texts, which is interesting. Um,
1: it's like culturally part of them already it's already becoming like part of their culture that's if it's written down in a story an epic story it's it's got to be part of their culture already right
0: and and we see it because um you know we're going to talk about it right now but the egyptians perfected the process and uh the greeks there was even a, a greek um a greek general i believe that said something along the lines of you know the egyptians overshadowed the the mesopotamian cultures the sumerians with uh with their uh you know from their own invention you know the sumerians invented beer but the egyptians (laughs) overshadowed them and the greeks (laughs) even acknowledged that the egyptians had overshadowed the original creators of the the beverage so they're already
1: criticizing people's beers yeah (laughs) they got better brewers over there
0: (laughs) but i think that just shows that even even in, in greece you know they understood that the Sumerians were the ones that that created this, um, but then you know we we move on to we move on to Egypt. Uh, the Egyptians again they didn't invent this process, but they perfected it. Um, what they did was they altered the Sumerian brewing process and ended up with a beverage that is quote a smoother, lighter brew, which could be poured into a cup or glass for consumption. Egyptian beer, therefore. Is most often cited as the first beer in the world. I actually heard that one before, yeah. And and yeah, it's, it's it and, and it goes on to say that it's a little it's more common or it it has more in common with, with modern, modern day, day brews than the Mesopotamian recipe did. Oh,
1: it's not full of bread.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and, and we see that in this quote, you know, that it was a smoother, lighter brew which could be poured in a cup or glass. So instead of them having to eat their beer, they're now ha- able to drink it because it's more of a liquid instead of a porridge or a bready kind of alcohol. Um, the earliest beers in Egypt were brewed in private homes by women uh, because women were already making bread, grinding grains to make bread. So it was they they would just...
1: Else. It would be just something else they could cook, right? Like yeah. we have a lot of grains so something else to cook and make. Oh, okay. so,
0: well, let, let's let's grind up some extra grain. You know, the women would grind up some extra grain, and they would make you know, they would make beer. And there's even been statuettes and other artistic you know depictions of women uh, grinding grain, and and there's there's uh, depictions of Egyptians drinking beer and making beer. Uh, you know, uh, quite a few of them. So it's you know they thought it was important enough the making and drinking of beer to put it in their artwork.
1: And they say drinking beer is bad for you. I mean, it goes back to all this back man. <laughs> like, it's in this, it's in ancient Egypt statuettes. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, and, and like I like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, a lot of beer and, and and alcohol in general was associated with religious festivals with the gods, sacrifices to gods, gifts to gods. You know, um, and we're, and
1: it, it, like the beer itself, it's like a gift from the gods because they took many things and brought it together to make something different
0: exactly and um, this is where we really get into different types of beers and and stuff Um, beer was actually classified in ancient egypt according to its uh, strength its alcoholic strength and its flavor Um, apparently the average beer had about three to four percent alcohol content which is like a bud light you know today um not a whole bunch but if you drink enough of it you'll be okay I mean, that, that, that sounds good enough for me yeah and um so yeah they used they used beer in religious festivals and ceremonies and that beer normally had a higher alcohol content and was considered of a better quality so they're giving their best stuff to the gods
1: yeah okay i mean that is like a gift to the gods then <laughs> Yeah. yeah that's crazy
0: yeah so maybe they were giving a yeah, again they were giving a more potent beer uh to the gods as a gift as a sacrifice um
1: i, I actually I, I remember reading about this ancient egyptian story about like how horus had to trick uh oh, what's her name one of the ancient ancient egyptian goddesses that he tricked them by getting them drunk and and uh, when they got they got drunk they did something but it it, it this myth myth has beer as alcohol the part of it and, then, and i'm like it, it makes sense like that i mean how old it is already making it to egypt ancient egypt as it is it change it, it it it's already as part of the myth it's it's part of the myths it's that old maybe they didn't like where do they come from right you know like where does beer come from that ancient egyptians asked themselves that too you know <laughs> you think about it
0: yeah and i mean they're again they took the mesopotamian the sumerian's recipe and and I guess you know they they attributed it to the Sumerians but as we see it wasn't they were making some kind of beer in China as well before this and yeah, so it's already been <laughs> Yeah, but obviously they didn't have any contact with China. Um uh, another interesting fact about beer in uh, in Egypt is that men, women and children drank beer because they considered it a great source of nutrition and not just an intoxicant. <laughs> I mean,
1: I guess it does have some type of proteins in there, right? <laughs> so yeah,
0: so we see this we see this pattern where early beer wasn't necessarily just as a, an intoxicant, you know, just to get you drunk, but they were really drinking it and, and eating it, obviously earlier, um, to to eat, you know, to have sustenance. Um, and uh, beer was actually regu- regularly used. <laughs> uh, um, for a, as compensation for laborers and workers, um, in, fact, <laughs> in fact, in fact, in the Giza Plateau, you know, the Great Pyramids, where they are, um, the the workers working on the pyramids were given beer rations three times a day as payment. See, I, this I, makes more sense
1: how the pyramids were built. <laughs> exactly.
0: I mean, they had to get just wasted on this stuff and and, and build the pyramids. Um, but there's actually physical records of payment through beer at various sites throughout Egypt um Yeah,
1: uh, that's that's true i actually read about that too about how they would pay like the pharaohs would pay you know the common folk with well grain with wheat with food to build the pyramids but beer was also a big part of a big a big compensation for that you know like and that, and i like, like that
0: <laughs> i mean <laughs> instead of having to pay these workers in actual coins or actual money or valuables, you, you give them beer and I'm sure beer, beer was a lot cheaper to, uh, to produce than, than coinage yeah, <laughs> for that's sure. True. That's true. Um, so yeah, th- this is actually some, it provides some, some of the best evidence that great monuments in Egypt were not built by slaves, but they were built by Egyptian laborers who were paid for yeah, yeah. in beer, you know? <laughs> um, so th- th- just some, in- some interesting insight uh, into that. So, Next time you look at a picture of the pyramids, think about those laborers that were probably drunk when they were building, right? <laughs> at the end of the day. let's like, <laughs> end of the day with some beers. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, so now we're going to move on a little bit to Greece. And, of course, the Greeks had a lot of contact with the Egyptians. Um, and, and, uh, and they also had uh, a lot of contact with some other civilizations, the uh, Phoenicians and Thracians, uh, in particular, who who were big beer drinkers, um, although the Greeks, you know, they they, they worshipped uh, Dionysius, kind of the god of like wine, or some people, some scholars argue maybe the god of just alcohol in general. But I think it, it might be just more about wine because the Greeks had a great prejudice for beer. They only preferred <laughs> wine. Um, they believed that that beer had the power to weaken and make one more effeminate
1: what okay like i mean they're just being snotty they're, they're up north you got the the sumerians and egyptians down south
0: what do what, what thing they're trying to do they're just being snotty i mean if we know anything about greek society
1: they're very prejudiced they, they, they
0: were prejudiced they believe that anyone outside of greece was a barbarian number yeah, one that's true um but i mean obviously we look at you know, Athens and Sparta and Corinth and all these places, the great warriors were born there. They did not believe in weakness. And obviously, masculinity, yeah. probably to a fault, toxic masculinity, yeah. maybe in Greece, yeah. but they did not like to be effeminate. You know, Greek women did not have any rights yeah, at all. It, it was a male dominated yeah. society. So you can see how these two things that they attached to beer, these two prejudices, kind of just made um, it very unpopular. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Straight up. <laughs> Uh to the point where great Greek tragedians you know great Greek playwrights were were writing this these prejudices about beer into their plays and their dramas so and their tragedies and so you would go for a night out at the at the theater and you would be given some propaganda about beer while you're watching <laughs> a play,
1: <laughs> oh my God, I mean, wine's all
0: right, but, but come on <laughs> well, if you thought it was bad in Greece, well let's look at the romans <laughs> it's Funny, you kind of put greece ancient
1: greeks down a little bit because of that I didn't know that too much <laughs>
0: yeah um so again you know so we we see this prejudice for beer and then that carries over into rome because what's one thing what where does the best wine in the world come from yeah i mean i guess it, it, Italia, it's right? got it's got to be italy right fine <laughs> italian wine and um you know the Romans had a, a a bias against beer as well uh the patrician class uh specifically saw it as a drink for peasants and barbarians
1: the, the patricians were the rich folk right
0: yep, the senators you know the consuls you know the 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 generals yeah, you know yeah. all all, the, all those people those, those are from patrician the elite yeah the 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 elite the one percent uh they hated it man um <laughs> uh Pliny the elder, which you know famous. Famous uh, Roman, he uh, talks about a uh, grain-soaked intoxicant that was made by the Gauls, Hispanians, yeah, and, and Hispanias, and Egyptians. Yeah. However, Pliny kind of says that wine is more preferable, um, and again, many Romans agreed with them. They they didn't like beer.
1: <laughs> Man,
0: a lot of drama in in the ancient world over how you get drunk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they yeah, it's interesting to see this. The Mesopotamians, the Egyptians, all embracing beer, and then we get later, you know, into the the domination of of Greece, and then eventually the Rome, Roman Republic and Empire, and they are wine drinkers, and that pretty much kills beer brewing in that that area of the world. Is 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 wine fermentation different than than beer fermentation? Uh, wine is a little bit different. You do still need yeast, but it's pretty much just grapes. You know, the yeah, the yeast eats the breaks. sugar from the grapes. You yeah. don't, you know beer yeah. is a complicated
1: it's a bit less complicated than than the beer so.
0: it is but it, it ends, <laughs> ends up with a higher alcohol content as well so maybe they just like to get more drunk <laughs> um, interesting interesting and this this really brings us into the uh into you know Europe and and more of modern beer um you know uh, uh beer brewing became much more popular after the collapse of the Roman empire um, you know, with, with, with the Germans, the Franks, Anglo-Saxons, you know, just the, the, the Celts, those general, oh, those tribes. the, the Germanic and the, the, the Gauls, you know, they, they were finally out from under the boot of the, the wine drinking Romans, you know, so, so brewing beer became popular again. Um, it continued to be brewed the same way, you know, barley mixed with herbs, honey, fruit. Um, and then it was in, there's some debate on the date, but somewhere between 700 and a thousand AD hops were introduced. And this is really when we see beer become what we know as beer today. So, so like this whole time they never use hops. Yeah. They, they were using herbs, honey, yeah, you never fruits. hops. <laughs> yeah. So, so they were using the grains like we use today in beer, but they weren't using the hops. Yeah. It wasn't until here, you know, and maybe Medi- medieval Europe that they began, um, using hops. Um, hops were a common plant then in europe they were used mostly in medicine gathered from the wild uh, but the first mention of hops used in brewing was in the 9th century a.d by a monk Adelar of corby from corby france uh, he mentioned that monks who were brewing beer should gather hops and firewood from the forests the surrounding you know surrounding forests as part of the brewing process
1: yeah that's still like a thousand what like eighteen
0: hundred. Years ago, <laughs> like yeah. 1,800 years ago, it's still old, man. And still, still. So we're about, at, you know, the ninth century AD. So we're still like seven 800 years away from pasteurization being <laughs> figured out. They still don't know what makes this stuff alcoholic. They're just doing it. They know that this process does it. They That's don't true. know the science of they
1: it. They
0: don't even know the science. <laughs> uh, the countries of Bavaria, Bohemia, they have extensive archaeological evidence, as well as some of the oldest records of beer being brewed this way with hops. So, so hot, hot beer probably came from Bavaria, Bohemia. Those are probably its its origins.
1: There's the the whole like, "Be bohem," you know, live your life happily, Bohemia. You know, like there's a beer in Mexico called Bohemia too. So, Bohemia. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's That's
0: interesting. That's probably you know, that's probably where they took the name from. Was because again, historians aren't totally sure, but they know that one of those those two countries were where hop hot brewing began. Um. Hops also helped to make a beer last longer, so people could trade it farther away. You know, you could only really trade it locally, <laughs> but now they could trade it to other towns, other cities farther away, and that created a industry, a trade industry in for later, beer, yeah, yeah, in, in medieval Europe. Um, and then you know we we talk about monasteries. We, we we have this conception of the monks that brew the beer, yeah, um, which is accurate. But I, I think a lot of people are have the misconception that monks brewed a ton of beer. They were the main producers of beer mm. in medi- medieval Europe, um, when in fact that's probably not the case. Um, they probably only produced a small portion of the beer because uh, there's archaeological and uh, written evidence that many towns in medieval Europe had local breweries and also that home <laughs> brewing was very popular, just like it is today.
1: Which is <laughs> pretty much... The industry, the beginning of a bar industry, you
0: know, like having inns, come and drink more beer, and that—that that was that was this, you know, that was then, uh, medieval Europe. Um, a lot of things don't change. Huh? And uh, what one fact when I was researching for this episode, one thing that really stuck in my mind was a uh, a lot of monasteries even allowed their monks uh, beer allotments you know, every day because of their nutritional value. So again, we see this nu- <laughs> nutritional value in beer. But some monasteries allowed their monks to drink up to five liters of beer a day. <laughs> no, man. So you got to think that these monks were maybe wasted all day. No wonder they could stand being a monk because they were just, you know, they were just out of just, it all day. Just
1: wasted. That's how they spoke to God. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: five liters of beer a day uh, – and they could make it with the alcohol content, you know, high enough. So I'm sure they were having a good time. As a um, man,
1: like being raised Catholic, if they would have given beer instead of wine, maybe I would have stuck around more. <laughs> yeah, I hear
0: you. <laughs> um, and then, yeah uh, from from here, we see the the brewing process continue with hops. Um, the 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 monks and and these local brewers and home brewers began to. Uh, began to perfect the process even more and 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 the popularity of beer was unmatched by the high the high middle ages you know everyone was drinking beer from the nobility all the way down to the the lowest class you know it, it wasn't like in Rome or Greece where maybe the slaves or the the peasants the lower classes drank the beer now everyone's drinking everyone. the beer all right the, the, the king is drinking the beer and his slave is drinking the beer and this guy is drinking the beer down over there uh, and uh, the through. soldier <laughs> All the caste system, right? All, yeah, from the top to the bottom. So, so we see this this prejudice kind of, you know, dissolve, uh, kind of start going away. And this is also the time we start to see beers being consumed cold, like they were actually, you know, they had ice, they were able to keep things cooler. Uh, so yeah, we're start true. we're starting <laughs> to see, you know. Uh, beers that are that are drunk cold and then we see different styles emerge you know like the anglo-saxons in england they were brewing ales you know and and, and obviously they're still famous today yeah, for their true. ales in england uh so this is where that comes from it was very interesting um and then yeah just i just do prefer d- d- ales. D- d- ales are you know wonderful and <laughs> and they uh they're totally same process but different ingredients um
1: that's true like there's a lot of different types of beers coming out of europe all the time that's crazy yeah uh,
0: (laughs) i mean we see you know something like stella artois which is from belgium correct Uh, much much lighter crisper different than the dark beers we see come out of you know england or germany uh for example like they're much darker beers or like uh guinness Uh, that that's even a, a great uh a great example as well um yeah just just lots of different beers began to uh, uh appear during this time regional brews so uh you know i thought thought that was very interesting uh and then it was a it was in the renaissance uh around 1602 dr alexander noel he discovered that placing beer in corked bottles helped to preserve them even longer without <laughs> oh, losing their quality
1: and so many discoveries every time i wonder if we could find more now
0: <laughs> exactly and so, so they would cork their beer, and that would help to carbonate it, and it would help keep it, you know, better for longer. Obviously, they didn't have metal caps like we do today to use, but the same—that's where this idea comes from: yeah, the yeah. the capping you, you of beer, pretty
1: much air sealing it, so no more bacteria or anything else goes in there, right, pretty much.
0: Exactly, and then yeast, as it continues to eat the sugars turn it carbonate so i'm sure yeah. they i'm sure these early beers were less carbonated but once they could put a cork in it oh, it probably okay. carbonated even more and made it even more like our traditional beers and today yeah, that I already, are forced carbonated I already
1: taste this for some reason <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly <laughs> um and then the next big the next big thing in beer came in 1810 in munich germany i think we all know oktoberfest yeah. a celebration <laughs> of beer um uh two hundred years ago, two hundred and ten years ago, um uh Oktoberfest began. And then later in that century, eighteen fifty seven, uh Louis Pasteur, you know, he found that yeast causes fermentation, and obviously he was rewarded with uh us naming the process pasteurization. Yeah, I'm
1: like, oh that's the guy that's the guy.
0: Yeah, Louis Pasteur. <laughs> And uh, not long after he discovered that, uh, automated bol- bottling and refrigeration became, uh, you know, became very important, very big, you know. Uh, and that helped to increase uh, beer production and, and, and consumption. And uh, just to kind of close out this episode here, uh, today, beer is the most consumed alcoholic beverage in the world and the third most consumed beverage – overall behind water and tea over 49 billion gallons of beer are consumed every year and china is the largest consumer of beer in the world they consume oh, wow. about two percent of the we're, world's beer we're not number one u.s uh no uh, you know, looking, <laughs> in, beating them? looking into it the u.s is is still like in the top five but yeah. china consumes about two percent i mean of, they have the th- th- one beer. third of the world so. yeah lar- larger population <laughs> stuff uh and uh yeah 49 billion gallons of beer man that's a lot of beer Um, uh what what do you think Vince you got any any last (sighs) observations about the origins of beer I mean honestly
1: throughout this I mean just finishing it like what what we're doing right now just giving me more appreciation of the alcoholic beverage we call beer (laughs) and and I guess I, I uh, loving beer, but I guess it made me realize more of like the appreciation of fermentation, the process of fermentation. Cause not that just we get beer, but we get so much other awesome food. You know, we get cheese, we get haggis if you like, it's like you know, like pickles. You know, we we learn so much out of learning how to just all right, let's put this food inside something, leave it there for a while, and let's see how it tastes later, right? Like, so I I appreciate that a lot, but with all this new information about Cause I just knew kind of the Egyptian kind of origin of beer, but I didn't know the ones before, and it kind of does make sense that, like, like I like I said earlier, like it, it was kind of a smoothie for the Neolithic people, just kind of, well, let's kind of put it all together and need it all, like make it softer, right? Like, like how do you eat twigs and make it softer? <laughs> let's put it in water or something, you know? Like, and that's how it went, and you know, like over generations, millions of generations, like that was right, like it just kind of like it it, it amazes me that it got to egypt and it and like like i bet to them they were like well how is beer how where did where did this come from i bet they were thinking the same thing we were thinking earlier what i was thinking so it's pretty powerful just uh, like i guess like human ingenuity or like like once civilization started we started to figure out more and more and kind of what we have now ipas and like I, i went to the one of the one of those spec stores I saw a Shiner had a an almond beer, pecan almond. beer. I mean pecan, pecan beer, pecan beer. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and people had bought it. It was already like two or three left. I'm like, mm, I guess. I mean, if you can ferment it,
0: you can make beer out of it. Well, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, a, a beer, a brewer, brewery that I really love in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, Martin House Brewing Company. They made just just recently, just a few days ago, they released a pizza beer. <laughs> It, and, and they say it tastes like a pepperoni pizza and people well, are, are for it and they're like fermenting pepperonis <laughs> like isn't pepperoni already
1: fermented i mean i guess so you know just knowing how the beer brewing
0: process works i guess they must have thrown pepperonis or something in there uh, to make I it like pork beer now pizza Bacon beer. I, I bet there's bacon beer out there i'm sure i, I saw hot cheeto beer uh oh, no. martin house the, the one i just mentioned martin house they made it, a they made is, a hot cheeto beer last year it's like hey my kid has an idea <laughs> yeah I, they just man seriously check out martin house Brewing. Brewing yeah, 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 there they yeah, make some incredible beers i've gotten some good some <laughs> so, yeah i
1: know you you showed me some they're pretty good
0: <laughs> but, but i i didn't know they had those <laughs> yeah that's crazy but anyway uh thanks for uh tuning in for this uh history this origin of beer i think uh learned uh some interesting stuff here oh yeah uh don't forget to uh check us out on our social medias and well, please uh, do and follow us here, and uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode on the origin of something or other.
1: We'll totally. I, I'm. We're really getting this. We're yeah. getting it done. So, yeah, we're liking this. <laughs> All right, you, guys. Thank you for listening.
0: <laughs> Thanks for, for listening, and we will uh, see you guys next week.